Thank you for listening to the Forerunner Church Podcast. We pray this message will strengthen you. If you would like to connect with us, please visit our website at iforerunner.org. Now enjoy this week's message by Pastor Matt Harrell. Today, title of my message, and Matthew, you've got those uh, slides ready to go, but the title of the message this morning is Make a Choice. Somebody say, make a choice. So today we're going to jump into the Bible, if you have your Bibles with you, to Joshua chapter 24, starting at verse 14. And we're going to read verses 14 and 15. And says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve him with in sincerity and truth, and put away, somebody say put away. Put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. If it's disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourself today whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Somebody say, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, that's a powerful statement. That's a powerful passage of scripture. There's plaques. There's pictures. You could probably go into Hobby Lobby tomorrow and pick up eight different pictures that have that statement on it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's some, there's some power behind that statement. But before that statement came a question. And that question went along the lines, as Joshua was saying, choose you this day who you're going to serve. Somebody say, make a choice. Because each and every day we have choices to make in who we are going to serve. We have choices during our day when we wake up, when we begin work, when we get back home, when we're playing with the kids. We have choices to make throughout the day. But the greatest choice that we can make at the beginning of our day is choosing to serve the Lord. But how many of y'all know that that choice doesn't stop when it starts? If y'all know what I mean. Because there's moments in the day that will test that choice. (laughs) Because some of us will want to choose to serve the news in our emotions. We'll want to choose to serve anxiety or fear, or we want to choose to serve frustration or disappointment or rejection. Sometimes the choices that we make come our way throughout the day, and we have to make the conscious choice of serving the Lord throughout our day. Now, in that first passage there of verse 14, It says, now therefore fear the Lord. Somebody say fear the Lord. When we say fear the Lord, we're not saying be afraid of him to come to him. How many of y'all know this morning that he can have an honest conversation with you? He's not afraid of our troubles. He's not afraid of our situations. And we should not be afraid to come to him with an honest heart with a real conversation because 
we can sing a song, he's a good, good father, but live like he's mad at us. So when we say fear the Lord, we're talking about honor and honoring him as God. We're not talking about being afraid to come to him with our hearts, to come to him with our questions, to come to him with a real conversation because the truth is God can handle our conversation. Look at your neighbor and say, he can handle it. In fact, and he takes joy in helping us fix things. He takes joy in helping us fix the things that we broke. He loves to help clean up messes that he didn't make, and he restores what he didn't lose. See, he loves to help clean up the messes that he didn't make, and he's there to help restore the things that he didn't lose because he is a good father. And so us having the right posture at the beginning of knowing that when we wake up, no matter what we face during the day, no matter what thought comes our way, that we can come to him fully and honestly with what's going on in our hearts. We can come to that place serving him in sincerity and in truth. It reads, and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river of, and in Egypt and serve the Lord to serve him in sincerity and truth means I'm going to put my actions with my words. I'm not just going to say it or sing it. I'm going to live it. Now, that's a whole lot easier to think about than it is actually to do. It's a whole lot easier to say it or sing it than it is to live it. And I was thinking about some of the things that we sing that I don't know if we're entirely aware of what we're singing in that moment. And then when we come face to face with it, we're really challenged with some of the questions of what we just declared. Y'all looking at me a little confused. Khalid, give me, give me a little thing. Michelle, help me out with uh, that first one there. I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I am a child of God. Oh, that was beautiful. But I wake up on Monday mornings like I'm a slave to fear sometimes. <laughs> Have conversations at the dinner table. But do it one more time. I'm no longer but we're singing it. a slave to fear. But, but I am a child. See, it's easy to sing, but it's different to live. How many of y'all have ever met fear at your kitchen table for breakfast? Thinking about the day, thinking about tomorrow, thinking about next month, thinking about the next four years. I mean, just think, you know, whatever your thought is. Meeting fear at the kitchen table. Like, like God doesn't know. Yes. 
or that God can't work through or that the hand of God isn't sovereign enough to help in any situation. See, I'm no longer a slave to fear. It takes an adjustment in our life. Because when we realign ourselves in the identity that we are a child of God, fear doesn't have the same impact on our life. Fear doesn't have the same control in our day. What's something else that we sing, Michelle? Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Oh, we love that song. Congregation gets loud on that one. Everybody knows the words, easy to sing, easy notes. We sing it, our God is greater, our God is stronger, he's higher than any other. But your boss got you so stressed out. <laughs> like that door can't open when it needs to open. Like that opportunity won't be there when it needs to be there. Like God can't handle the court case. Mm. Like God can't turn a heart of a king. See, it's easy to sing, but it's different to live. Michelle, what's something else that we'd like to sing? Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Really? Take. <laughs> Seriously? Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. You really want to go to that scary land? <laughs> where my trust has no borders. Let me walk upon the waters. Wherever you, you know them waters are deep. See, we sing this stuff and, and like we're just, just like, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. It takes a process for our trust to expand to have no borders. But we don't think about that process of our trust expanding because we've been comfortable with those trust borders being this big. But when God does start expanding those borders... It begins to feel uncomfortable. Somebody say, get uncomfortable. Because when God begins to stretch the borders of our trust, mm -hmm. we feel that stretching and it gets a little uncomfortable. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Mm -hmm. God, you sure you call me to fill in the blank? When you get frustrated on Tuesday afternoon, are you sure you call me? Somebody say, remember the call. What's something else that we sing, Michelle? I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. Holy. 
I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Y'all know how many times I've tried to earn it? Do you realize how many days I've been trying to do things to earn his love and I've tried to perform to get a blessing? Amen. I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it. See, the reality of how good he is to me, to you and I, so many times we can get wrapped up in performance and we have a relationship with God that is commission based when I become effective in my role he becomes effective in his blessing we try to earn it like he's keeping score What's something else that we sing, Michelle? Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Mm. We come in the Sunday mornings hoping we sing that song. Just it's a good opportunity just to get in his presence, get on our knees, get on our face. The glory. Play those chords again for me one more time. But it kind of sounds more like this. We hear the notes. The melody starts playing and we start singing. Here I am to worry. And here I am to melt down. And here I am to say, where is my sounds a little bit more like that some Sundays. Mm -mm. Here I am to worry. Here I am to melt down. Here. Mm. Is it not true that we walk in the doors? It's okay if I just preached to myself this morning. If this is all right with y'all online, just, just give me a thumbs up in the chat. I'm watching right now, and so uh, I see you. The more I think about it, the more I want to just start singing some simple songs. You're saying no. Y'all remember? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's safe now. Oh my goodness. We're like, like we ain't talking about walking on deep waters and you know, like all that. So we're like, we we just go into hallelujah, the highest praise. Like we just we just went there. Easy. 
came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay. Like, easy. Easy worship. Worship artists nowadays have been getting it all kind of complicated. <laughs> Trying to throw all types of scenarios up on the screen. Take me to the deep waters and let my trust have no borders. Do you know what that looks like? Are we aware of what we're singing here? See, being a hearer of the word is one thing, but I'm called to be a doer. Somebody say, be a doer. James 1.22 says, but prove yourselves doers of the word. Khalid, stay right there. And not merely hearers and delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. See, it's one thing to just hear, but it's another thing to do. It's one thing just to hear the word of God. It's another thing to live the word of God. To live what he says I am. See, our lives have to be much more than just about a good Facebook post or an Instagram shot. It can sound really good and it can get a whole lot of likes. But when the rubber meets the road and my heart is tested and challenged, in the middle of it, somebody say the middle of it. Those are the moments where I really begin to discover what I've allowed inside and have I allowed worship to take a higher role in my life than worry and have I kept my praise and my peace in the midst of a storm see the last 12 months have challenged many people's peace in the midst of the storm and there was a message that I preached probably about two years ago, about find your pillow. Jesus was asleep in the stern of the boat on a pillow in the middle of a storm. So wrapping our arms around that same peace, no matter what's going on, knowing that he's still the one that can speak to the winds and the waves. Knowing that he's the one that is an authority. See, a a tree is not known by how loud it can shout, but it's known by its fruit. So it's not how many posts I can make, how often I can make them, but rather the fruit that's coming forth from my life on a daily basis. The choices that I make throughout my day. Where I choose to spend my time, not just on the outside, but also on the inside. Because I can choose to spend the time of my soul and the time of my thought life in the place of worry or in the place of worship. I can choose to spend that time in a place of frustration or in a place of thanksgiving. Somebody say, make a choice. Every day we get to make choices on where we spend that day emotionally, physically, mentally. We get to make a choice. We can go down a rabbit trail of emotion really, really quick. 
we can, we can find ourselves on a journey in a Jeep headed towards a cliff real quick mentally if we get on that ride. Or we can find ourselves positioning ourselves in the seat of peace knowing that God is with us in every single step and that he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. That James 1.22 says, but prove yourselves doers of the word. Somebody say, be a doer. It's not just about hearing, it's also about doing. And I have to take personal ownership of the word of God because it's applicable to my life as well. I have to take ownership of that message that I heard. I have to take ownership in my life because I'm responsible for what I allow to be manifested in my life. I'm responsible for what I allow to be manifested in my life. I'm responsible for, as we talked about last week, the clutter. I'm responsible for the clutter that I keep in the attic. And God is always extending an invitation towards us for us to begin to cast off. Somebody say cast off. The former things, the idolatry, all the different things that would try and take a higher precedence in our life than God himself. And y'all looking at me this morning like, like, I don't worship no idols. What are you talking about? But the truth is, sometimes we can put people, places, or things on an idol. We can make them an idol. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes this morning, but I hope that our hope is not in a man. I hope that our hope is in Jesus. I hope that we are putting our hope in the right place. See, Joshua said, put away, cast off the gods that your father served in Egypt. Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away. Someone say, put away. Put away the gods which your father served beyond the river and in Egypt. See, false gods don't look like golden monkeys in America. A false god is anything I have to ask permission before I can say yes to God. Anything that I have to check with and ask permission before I say yes to God has become a false god in my life. See, if God is going to release more favor, resource, influence in our lives, there may be some false idols, some deconstructing that he has to do in our lives so that the reconstructing can begin. Somebody say, let it begin. See, one of the things that hit me when I was out in the yard, I looked at the little bridge that we have that extends from the back of our yard into the woods behind the house. We have our yard and uh, our son Michael kind of restored this uh, 
broken down bridge type thing and laid some new boards on top of it. And he was proud of that bridge. And, and it allows us to cross over this ditch stream thing that is at the back of the yard there into the woods, which the boys like to go out into the woods and play and run and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff out there. And, uh, and I was walking across that bridge the other afternoon and my 205 pounds was just um, just ex- extending uh, itself across the bridge as I was stepping across it. And I was looking at the boards going, yeah, yeah, this can support me. You know, like it's, it's strong enough. But if I were to try to take a piece of heavy equipment across that bridge, that bridge would not support that piece of heavy equipment by no means. If a bunch of us in this room were trying to stand on that bridge at the same time, jump up and down, we'd be a little bit nervous. But it's safe just, you know, to walk across and go back and forth. If I even tried to ride the riding lawnmower across it, we might have some issues, Hashim. But if that bridge is going to be stronger, there's going to have to be some deconstruction that takes place and some reconstruction that takes place to be able to go to the other side to support more. In the same way, if we're in our home and we have a cased opening and we're in a single-story house and that cased opening is six feet wide, and we want to expand that cased opening to 12 feet wide, the header of that cased opening is going to have to be torn out. A new, larger, perhaps 2 by 10 or 2 by 12 beam sandwiched together, installed over that cased opening, and put up there across that span. Why does there have to be a new board put across the top? Any guesses? To support the weight. You may not fully understand what God has been tearing out and putting in this past season. But what he's doing is for the purpose of being able to support the weight. The deconstruction of that idol, of that thought, of that belief system felt very uncomfortable. The new things going into place felt very stretching. See, pain and the stretching can be considered our enemy or our partner. 
when we feel our trust stretching to the place without borders. There's a reality that those muscles feel sore from the stretching that's been going on. But it's not because he's trying to hurt you. He's trying to grow us, to strengthen us. The deconstruction and the reconstruction has nothing to do with that you or I were bad. It has everything to do with the more that he sees, with what he's breathing across the earth with what he wants to do through our lives. Verse 15 says, if it's disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourself today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whom land you're living. He was giving them choices, different ways out. You wanna choose to serve this, you wanna choose to serve this, you wanna choose to serve this. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, we still get to make a choice. Every morning I wake up, I can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or I can eat from the tree of life. And the interesting parody of these two trees is the one tree of the knowledge of good and evil promises life but it brings death. But the tree of life requires death in order to bring life. If you want to gain your life, what must you do? Lose your life. If I want his will, what do I have to say to my will? Not my will. We have these choices through our day. Who are we going to serve? God or Satan? The spirit or the flesh? The light or the darkness? Life or death? Faith or fear? The truth or the lie? What's the choice we're going to make? Its answers have both temporal considerations and eternal consequences. What we do matters. What we choose matters. Choosing the Lord does not mean we're choosing a comfortable seat in a pew of a church. Choosing the Lord means making the uncomfortable decision to follow his will instead of my will on Thursday morning.
something that hit me in the yard is that we often want God to bring to us the thing that he wants us to bring to the world. God, bring me peace. Bring me favor. Bring me love. Bring me provision. We, we make these prayers and all the long while he is he's asking us to bring that to the world. He gave us the good news freely. He said, you are the light of the, the world. A city set on a hill should not be hidden. Can I tell you all something just between you and I today? Just keep it between us. Those of you watching online, you're in tune. When I was in the marketplace full time, Holy Spirit convicted me in such a loving way this this week, and not not as to beat me up, but to show me a different picture. And that's the way he speaks to us. If you're ever feeling condemnation, he's, God doesn't try to condemn you. He, but when I was in the marketplace, I would get there early. I would be there for 12 hours. I would sit at a desk for most of that time, doing my task and making phone calls, sending emails. And it was ingrained in me that behavior of that consistent pattern that I would do with my time. And eight months ago, when we made the step to make a transition here to the church full time, the Holy Spirit so gently showed me this week that my day I kind of perceive the same way to come in sit behind a desk make phone calls send emails see if somebody walks through the door realizing that the answer that God wants to bring won't be found by what walks in, but rather by where my feet go. Developing a new pattern. It means being in the public space sitting behind the desk. It means getting to know my neighbors on another level in my community in a greater way. But I was used to sitting behind the desk 
It's the pattern that I've known for years. But what if the answer to the prayers of my heart are not sitting behind the desk? They're walking into the different places that God has called for me to. We often want God to bring to us the thing that he wants us to bring to the world. I find myself praying that God would bring people here to be ministered to when God is saying, I want to bring you to people that need to be ministered to. Could it be that I've been waiting on someone that has been waiting on me? See, when we make the choice to serve the Lord, we also make the choice to live the great commandment, which is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, of our strength. And the second, to love our neighbor as ourselves. And the other choice that we make is to respond to the great commission and to adhere to that choice. Where in Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always. Somebody say, I am with you. See, that's his promise for us. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, this passage, the Great Commission, is about us going into the world, us stepping out of our comfort areas, us being stretched. And it's not just saying a prayer with somebody and walking away. Because he didn't say, go say a prayer and walk away. What do you instruct us to do? Go and make disciples, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Making disciples means spending time with people who don't have a relationship with Jesus and teaching them how good he is. Spending time with people that don't have a relationship with Jesus and teaching them how good he is. Some might say make a choice because I can keep the good news to myself or I can share it with others. I can keep this hope that we hold on to to myself or I can share that hope with others. I can keep his word of peace to my heart, to myself, or I can share it with others. Each of us, every day, we get the opportunity to make a choice.
from the moment that we wake up. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Am I going to serve faith or fear? Am I going to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit, to the prompting of His voice? Wherever my feet step, choosing throughout our day, we get that opportunity to make a choice. Somebody say, make a choice. So I don't know what your bridge looks like. I know what it feels like. Wondering, is there enough strength there to make it across? strength in the header to support what God is building and feeling the pry bar of the things being removed that can't support what it is that he wants to release if God's going to release great favor it's going to be supported by great maturity. If God's going to release great blessing, it's going to be supported by great responsibility. Because God's not intending to release something on our lives that would crush us 